NFT Miami did not have bull market hype or a heavy corporate presence. However, it was an amazing event in my opinion, and I plan to attend every single year going forward. So today I'm going to share the things that most excited me about the conference. So initially, I planned to do some previews and then a recap of each day. However, driving back and forth 120 miles one way was just too much for me. So I just wasn't able to get all of the content out, edited, and so forth. So I decided to just condense everything down to create one episode, just recapping everything. And overall, I would say that the three days were great. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. When I think of conferences, I think of a lot of booth and presentations. Generally speaking, all the conferences I've gone to in different industries, that's how it has been. And of course, that is what this is. This was a conference. And for the most part, it delivered on that part. To be honest, you can get a lot of this information in Twitter spaces. A lot of these talks and sessions, they're like 30 minute Twitter spaces. And as we know, Twitter spaces are very valuable. You can hop back and forth to different rooms. You can have multiple devices. You can be listening to different things. So it reminds me of these conferences with two or three stages going. With this one in particular, it had two stages. You can go back and forth between the main stage and a side stage. However, I must say some of these side stage conversations were way better than main stage conversations. So it's only a shame that those people that were bringing some real fire didn't have the larger stage. Now, with that said, there are two types of presentations that are going on at these things, and there's keynote speakers, and then there's panels. The keynote speakers were few and far between. However, those were way better and much more valuable than the panels, because what I realize is with people that have the keynote speeches, they have their 30 minutes that are up there, they have their slides, they have everything well put together, rehearsed, and is very condensed, crisp, and you have a lot of information compacted into a short period of time. So usually the speaker that has those slots, know their stuff, and it is sharp. They give it to the audience. Now, the panels, on the other hand, these people also will know their stuff in most cases. However, it is not as organized. It is not well thought out, and some questions are coming in on the fly. Of course, the interviewer is going to throw them some questions, and because of this, it can be very discombobulated. A lot of people might not know what's coming up ahead of time, so they haven't really thought out their answers, although they might know exactly what to say, and they have that down to a T. They're an expert in that field. Because the audience was waiting there. Of course, some of these people are just not used to being in front of a live audience. So throwing a question out there to them like that, even though they might know the answer, they just might run a blank and just give a terrible answer. But when you speak to these people on the side, or you actually know what they know and have been in spaces with them, have spoken to them, whatever, you're like, ah, man, they really missed an opportunity there. So I'll give them some grace on that. But I just, again, just really don't care for the whole panel format, with the exception, of course, being any of the panels that was hosted by Brian Fanzo. Brian Fanzo is, of course, the host of the NFT 365 podcast, the Mint 365 Project, and I speak about that all the time. And I have to say that he needs to run a masterclass on how to host a panel because the ones that I attended and saw that he was hosting, they were the best panels by far. It was just very smooth, transitioning. And I asked him some questions like, how do you run such great panels? And I said, you know what? That needs to be in a class. And I would be one that is willing to pay for that. And I think multiple people would also be willing to pay for that as well. So as far as the keynote speakers, I have to say the two keynote speakers or the events that I thought were absolutely great were Yukai Chow, who wrote 
actionable gamification, and I have to say A+. That is something that I've been hearing about from Eric Sue and Neil Patel who with their Marketing School podcast, and then also I've heard it a couple times popping up with game design and what have you within NFT spaces, so I finally said, you know what, I'm going to get that book. Had the audiobook sitting on my iPhone for the longest time, haven't even cracked it open. I ended up just going there, and I'm speaking to a guy having a discussion about that book and what have you, because I see it was on a table, not knowing that it was you, Kai. Didn't know that he was the one who wrote the book, and 10, 15, 20 minutes into the conversation, I was like, oh, crap. Without having any kind of high-pressured sales pitch or anything, I ended up buying the book. He signed the copy of it, took a selfie with him, what have you. So I'm going to tweet that out, actually, once I finish it, because that kind of gave me the pressure of now, okay, I'm definitely going to go through this, but I don't want to be that guy that is tweeting out books and what have you with an author that I didn't read the book. But his keynote speech was based upon that, and the 30 minutes that he had just wasn't enough. Honestly, he could have did two, three, four hours, could have created an entire course out of this thing, but what was previewed on the stage was just amazing. The second one that I would say was an amazing keynote that I wish more people attended because this one was actually on the smaller stage, and it's not the typical keynote where it is just one speaker up there. This was sort of like an interview-style keynote, but for the most part, it was a keynote speech. The interviewer asked a handful of questions, like three or four and the speaker just ran with the mic and just did an amazing job. And that was Daniela. She's with the Pudgy Penguins. And she did this whole segment on storytelling. And I have to say, I was blown away by that. As a podcaster, as a content creator, a marketer, just whatever it is, I don't care what area you're in as a collector, anyone that's investing into these things or trying to buy into collections, seeing what's going to catch on. I think that was valuable for everyone. Probably the most universally valuable talk of the entire conference. And unfortunately, like I said, it was on the small stage and it wasn't packed. Everyone should have heard that one, but I'm grateful I was there. And it was also interesting to see that she had a storytelling example, which was a Pudgy Penguin song based on a Beastie Boys song, remixed everything. The video was up there. Pudgy Penguins are on the screen and they were doing that lyrics, but they were telling it from the standpoint of the Pudgy Penguins. I thought it was just amazing. It was really cool and a great example of how storytelling can drive the narrative of a project as a connecting point between the consumer and the creator. Just absolutely amazing. And as far as panels, now the two panels that really stuck out to me in memory are the one about music, which was a very heavy packed conference, especially on day three, all sorts of music things. But the one when Sammy Ariaga was on stage with Spotty Wi-Fi and those two guys just dropped some gems. I speak about Sammy all the time and I'm not even going to really go into it because, you know, I just I love everything that Sammy's doing. Just a great guy. I got to meet him for the first time, take some selfies and so forth. That was just great. However, Spidey Wi-Fi, I have to say, first of all, he didn't look anything like I expected him to look. You know, you see when you have these images, you have a PFP and you have an idea of how someone looks based on how they speak or how they rap and so forth. Well, anyways... It was an absolute pleasure to be surprised by seeing him and not really having it exactly as I thought it was going to be. But then the fact that he goes up there and I'm telling you, he dropped bars on the stage. I had to tweet about it and it was not bars as in raps. I'm talking about bars as in just straight knowledge. A lot of people that go on stage figure out a way to self-promote and pitch things. However, he went up there and actually shared value with the audience, the musicians that might be there. And most people that are in the space as far as musicians trying to dabble into Web3 and what have you, they're not the most technical. They're not coders. They're not devs. They're not running nodes and looking through all sorts of scripts and what have you. 
So the way he presented it was, hey, this is what you need to do to just have a connection with your audience and so forth. And the way he just played it out and not plugging or promoting himself. Yeah, he mentioned his music and things that were coming up. However, it was just natural. It just flowed in the conversation. And I appreciated everything that he said. It was just really great. And the next panel that I must say was one with the kids blew me away. I just was honestly there because I thought it was as cute as one here with these kids have to say. First of all, I must say they made a strong case for homeschooling because two out of three kids that were on stage were homeschooled. And one of the questions that just absolutely blew me away was this kid, Genesis Johnson. They asked him, how is Web3 into your homeschool curriculum? What have you had a lot more flexibility? And he just said, I'm at school right now. So that is just amazing. The way he answered it very quickly. And honestly, I'm ready to vote for this kid to be president or something. He has all of these things that he wants to go to school for, contract law, which is something that I can relate to, connect with, because initially, that's what I want to do. I just have the most fun trying to find loopholes within the contract. So that is sort of one of the things that I like doing when I'm looking through coding and what have you, is trying to find where the breaking point is. Not that I'm an expert coder or anything, but when I'm looking through things, that's what I find interesting. So this kid wants to be a contract lawyer. He's in Web3. He's developing all this stuff. And oh, by the way, he would also like to try to make it to the NBA. Very cool stuff. Another kid that was up there by the name of Brooklyn Bailey, she was doing this whole project about saving the bees and what have you. And again, she was homeschooled the way she spoke. It was just absolutely amazing. And of course, there was another little girl that was up there. I think she was about seven years old. Uh, She was obsessed with cats and she worked that into her NFTs and what have you. But seven years old, just being up there, not afraid of the crowd and everything. It was just so cute. But the older two really represented homeschoolers and Those of us that grew up going to public school and have you really have to question the value of our education. So with that said, I just have to say those two kids, I put the social media profiles for them in the show and what have you. So in case you're interested in what they're doing, what they're working on, maybe they have some content videos and such up there that you would be able to find value with them. But I think it is just very impressive what these kids are doing and it gives me a lot of hope for the future, what's coming in the next generation. But as far as the booths and the sponsors, unfortunately, there wasn't as many big sponsors as in years past. Again, this was my first one because this is the second iteration of this conference. This is year two. However, last year, just based on travel arrangements and so forth, I wasn't able to make it. That was the conference I really wanted to go to, didn't end up going, but this was the first one that I ended up going to. And everyone said last year was so much bigger understandable two things were working in the favor was the fact that it was just a bull market and the economy was much better but the conference the sponsors that were there that had the booths those are the ones that really saw the vision they saw what was going on and i thought in my opinion that they were pretty well informed they weren't just blowing smoke they gave a nice presentation had something on display that you can actually test out and work and i thought it was just really cool they had 3d modeling people that were just scanning people and bringing them into the digital world right there on the spot they had all sorts of cool things and i just thought that was absolutely amazing and the interesting thing about this is not just getting your hands on the tech and just being able to dive into this stuff but also the in real life meetings just face to face having the ability to ask questions that you might not have when you're waiting on stage and space with hundreds and thousands of people what in this case there's multiple points you can go over you can stand in the queue and you can get up there and you can actually get a hands-on questions hands-on display and ask some questions about it just very cool to be able to speak to all these different representatives from companies and what have you but also meeting people in person certain people again the first time I was meeting Sammy Ariaga first time I was meeting Brian Fanzo 
Manishka, Michael, and Jenny from the blockchain, from the NFT Catcher podcast. There's so many other people. First time meeting these people, and I thought it was great. I had fun, and I would absolutely do it again, and I'm looking forward to the next conference. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like I'll be at NFT NYC. However, for first experience, this was absolutely amazing. Now, I must tell you, as an introvert, this took a lot out of me. Not only was I driving back and forth 121 miles each way, but as an introvert, it takes a lot. It empties the battery to be around a crowd. And you might not know that because when I'm around you, I'm a very talkative person, especially when it's something that I'm interested in, such as NFTs. So we can go back and forth and it could be very entertaining and it could be great. However, what you don't know is it's like an old cell phone where the battery is just being drained incredibly fast, like you're shooting video or doing something crazy, something high intensive game or whatever. Well, that's how it is when I am in a crowd and what have you. So after that, I had to literally shut down. I slept till 3.30 the following day after the conference and really haven't been doing much. I've been dragging around. The battery's starting to charge up a little bit now, but really how introverts get their energy is researching stuff on their own, reading books, going on long walks and all that stuff. Doesn't mean that they're quiet people. Doesn't mean they don't like to talk because it's funny enough that my wife is the exact opposite. She's an extrovert, loves being in the crowd, loves being in the mix of things, seeing all the events and activities. However, when she's there, she is pretty quiet for the most part. She's much more talkative at home with me when we're hanging out than when we're out in public at these events and so forth. Some people will say that, yeah, I'm the talkative one, I'm the outgoing one, and I'm the one who's dragging her out. Nope. She had the option. I said, hey, do you want to stay back with mom or would you like to come to the conference? She said, yeah, I definitely want to come with you. So it just proves that the whole introvert extrovert thing really doesn't necessarily mean that you're loud and boisterous and out there. She's an extrovert and I'm an introvert. We just make a great team together. But I must say, although I was drained, absolutely tired from this event, it was well worth the energy investment. The face-to-face interaction, meeting people, speaking with people, shaking hands and what have you. And again, I'm not even really a handshaking person and I love my personal space. However, what I mean is just the ability to meet people and just get a vibe of them and speak to them, exchange ideas, contact information, connect with people that I would never be able to see from all over the world. It's just absolutely amazing. You, Kai, came all the way from Taiwan. I think he said it was a 14-hour flight. It's bad enough that I'm coming from another country, but really from Jamaica to Miami, that's right down the road. That's less than flying from the East Coast to the West Coast in the U.S. So I can't really say that it was crazy. I came from so far. Yeah, it came from another country, but that country just happens to be right down the road from Miami. People came from Taiwan and all around the world. Absolutely crazy. Really cool to be there in one place together, meet some podcasters, see what their faces are like, and it was pretty amazing. I won't lie. Also, it was just very cool to see certain tech, like QR codes used in ways that I never even thought of using them. It was just very cool. There were QR codes all over the place. Web3 and QR codes are a match made in heaven. I've said that before, but definitely it was on full display at this conference. And even something that was even more cool, a product that I'm sure I'll be covering later was a cool thing where they had this, I don't know what you would call it. It's not a QR code, but it's and a way to authenticate a brand, the logo has something stitched into it that when you put the app up to it and you scan it on the camera, it's able to pick it up and you're able to mint an NFT. So you're able to tell if this is a real, let's say, Louis Vuitton bag or whatever it might be based on the registry of that logo. It is woven into the actual logo on the item. Just blew my mind seeing 
it on full display. I was like, wow, this is not a concept. This is actually working. And I was actually looking at it because I saw a t-shirt that they had. And I was like, oh, that's a cool t-shirt. And maybe I could show that to JTunes over Hoodlum Society because it looked like an Aztec design and being of Mexican descent and what have you, he incorporates a lot of Aztec designs into his uh, art. So literally, I was taking the picture for the sake of that. And then, of course, being spotted doing that, it started a conversation with the guys in the booth. And before you know it, we're talking about all sorts of topics. And I got to see this on demo. And it was very cool. The other thing that I will definitely be featuring on the show in the future is this app called Boomin. Now, Boomin, they have this whole concept of proof of sound. So if you know anything about POAP, proof of attendance protocol, well, proof of sound is the combination of like a Shazam scanning the audio to see, hey, what song is this? But it is in combination with something like a POAP, where by hearing that sound, hearing that audio, you're able to mint some sort of collectible or souvenir or pass or whatever you want to call it in order right into a wallet. It does not require seed phrases and all that. Very easy sign up, very web 2.5-ish. You know, it is not for the technical Einsteins that can basically blockchain and code everything with their left hand, with their eyes closed. No, this is for someone who just wants to interact with their favorite creators, whether it be a musician, a podcaster, or whatever. Just scan the sound and get something in return, being able to interact with it. And you can sell that on the open market if you want to, or just collect them as a fan. Very cool. I'll be covering that for sure. So it is just really cool to see that a lot of building is taking place in this bear market. A lot of people are excited. And I found that the people that were there were genuinely there for the right reasons. They weren't there just for the hype. They weren't there just because it is the flavor of the day. They got it. They got the big picture. They didn't need to see the big pumps, the big crowds. And they were excited as much as I was. And a lot of people, this was like their first interaction with NFTs. I met one guy. It was literally his first experience with NFTs. Didn't know what it was. He was into crypto. Then he saw an ad for it and ended up just showing up out of curiosity. He said his mind was blown away. He was there every single day from the start to the finish, taking notes, meeting everyone. And I was like, man, I wish I was as outgoing as he was because he met everyone, like all the big speakers, everything. I was like, whoo, that guy needs to be someone that I hang out with, you know, <laughs> let him do the talking and I'll be able to meet people just by being in gravitation of someone like that. But anyways, needless to say, it was a great conference. It was absolutely fun. And celebrating building in the space and having real world value, not about just hype and speculation, what have you. Of course, if you have been listening, you know that I'm giving away a crypto tech woman as far as in celebration of having 50 plus issues of the newsletter. In order to sign up for that, all you have to do is absolutely free niftybusiness.show slash CTW, of course, for crypto tech women, or look in the show notes. You'll see it right there. Niftybusiness.show slash CTW, absolutely free to enter. The drawing will be on April 11th. And it's just fun. Builders that are in the space doing great things. And it's not all about hype, just adding value to the community. So great experience, great conference, definitely in the right place at the right time. And I can't wait for the future. But as usual, I want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.